president has held China accountable for covering up the China virus and allowing it to spread death and economic destruction in America and around the world. And he will not rest until justice is done. He has ensured that the Chinese Communist Party spies posing as diplomats in America are jailed or sent back to China. And he has ended the ridiculously unfair trade arrangement with China that punched a hole in our economy. Those jobs, those jobs are coming back home. So that was uh, Secretary of State Pompeo, one of his speeches last night. It is controversial speech, according to people who want to make it controversial. Yeah, all right. Oh, um, such a fake reversy. I, aye, aye, aye. I definitely thought, and uh, I saw other pundits who agree, that uh, Monday night was better than Tuesday night for the Republican convention in terms of the, you know, just really, you know, hitting home runs and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, might have been somewhat by design. I have no idea. Tonight, you got Vice President Mike Pence and his wife is going to also give a speech. The second lady. Uh, lady, lady, lady. Um, who might be good? Dan Crenshaw tonight? Oh, he always brings it. Love him. Uh, she's pretty good. Uh, Elise Stefanik of New York. She was one of the representatives in some of those hearings that really like became a rock star out of oh, nowhere. Right. She's a, she's a real up-and-comer. Kellyanne Conway, is she actually still speaking tonight, even though she's resigning? She's leaving the White House? Yes. Yeah. She, oh, and, her, she yeah. and her husband both left their jobs, right? Yes. Yeah. And they, 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 their kid seems to be a little uh, uh, off the rails, maybe. Yeah, so it would seem. Plus, you know, even if they weren't they're not at each other's throats on Twitter. They're at each other's sides throats on Twitter. Uh, but even if they weren't, people generally don't last very long working in the White House. So she's had enough. She's going home. It's possible. Some some people have suggested that she's looking at the poll numbers and just doesn't want to be part of the... You know, she's getting off the ship before it sinks. No. Bingo. It's possible. It's, well, <laughs> Joe well, Biden says bingo. You've been listening to your, your, your lefty friends too much. I will say that. Well, I'll tell you. I'll counter that with this. Um, I am more enthusiastic and optimistic about the Republican Party's chances because of this convention by a thousand percent yes. than I was as of like Monday morning. Agreed. Me too. What You're changed? Texting about it. Seeing all the people and being reminded that you see because of the relentless media that you get that everybody hates Trump, Trump's evil. Everybody who's who's got a brain in their head agrees Trump is evil, and every single policy is morally bankrupt and horrifying. And seeing all these business people and various speakers in all these different positions talking about the things that have happened while Trump was president that helped my business grow, helped my state get better, helped this, and reminding and being reminded that yeah, there are tens of millions of people across this country who are perfectly happy with Trump and their lives have gotten better under Trump. Now, I agree with all that, but you're ignoring the talking monkeys. A couple of fascinating stories from the world of science, scary uh, artificial intelligence, and talking monkeys coming up. Stay with us, won't you? One of my highlights last night was Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, young black man, uh, very sharp, very impressive. Uh, he he took the wood to old Joe Biden. Uh, in in fine fashion, there were other parts of his speech that I thought were terrific, but uh, pretty notable for its uh, two-fisted attack. Clip thirty-one, please. I think often about my ancestors who struggled for freedom, and as I think of those giants and their broad shoulders, I also think about Joe Biden, who says, "If you aren't voting for me, you ain't black." 
who argued that Republicans would put us back in chains, who says there is no diversity of thought in the black community. Mr. Vice President, look at me. I am black. We are not all the same, sir. I am not in chains. My mind is my own. And you can't tell me how to vote because of the color of my skin. Oof. Good stuff. So um, uh, we'll be playing more clips uh, from the convention throughout the morning. I wanted to get to this story because I'm confused by it when I saw it the other day. The CDC has done a 180 on tests for people without symptoms. They're not necessarily needed, the agency now says. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention quietly changed its COVID-19 testing guidelines this week and now says that those with no coronavirus symptoms need not get tested even if they've had a recent exposure to the virus. What does that mean? What is that all about? Well, I'm confused by Are that. Are they low on tests? And they're, they're then tell us that. That must be it. Yeah, why am I mystified? Why do I not, not know precisely what's going on and why? I don't know. Anything that is not an escalation of testing just confuses me. Well, it must be a shortage of tests. I mean, because if somebody's be. been exposed, they might be asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic, and you want to know that they've got the vid before they go around you know, and contact a bunch of people. Yeah, I don't know. I'm mystified by that. If anybody's seen an explanation for why that is, I'd like to know. I'd like to know what it is. I'm I'm concerned that it's similar to the mask thing when they said, oh, masks don't do any good. We don't have enough masks. That they're they're hiding something. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I I would have bet you $1,000 back in March that by now, by late August... We're damn near September. Yeah. I would have bet you $1,000 that by September, everybody in my family would have had a test. Right. Certainly, I would have bet $1,000 that I would have had a COVID test. Well, Since I'm out in the workplace, my family's home, maybe not them. but Sure, or they're very easily obtained. They're like a pregnancy test. They're seven ninety nine. They got them. Uh, they got racks have, of them. Have you been tested? CVS. I have not. Have you been tested, I've Sean? been tested by the challenges life has thrown at me, Jack. Have you been tested, That's not what we're talking about, Joe. <laughs> I uh, I attempted to get a test at some point, but uh, did not meet the qualifications to receive a test. And I guess I missed the window where those qualifications were removed. Have you been tested, Michael? No, no, I haven't. Has your wife or your fiance been tested? Nope. I've not been tested, neither no, nor anybody in my family. Uh-oh. That's that's shocking to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just reading an article about getting tested before you travel. I'd really like to go see my mom and dad, especially because my mom is not in... in terrific shape uh but they're super afraid of it because if she gets the vid she goes i mean it it probably will not take long um but i would have to get a test then quarantine myself and judy my wife in a very significant way until the test results are in then get myself to the airport fly etc etc and it's it's not easy Mm. um but yeah i don't even know where to get a test at this point so i'm sure i could figure it out by noon but um yeah, it's it's a little annoying how... Uh, of course, there are a bunch of different tests available right now, depending on where you are. Some of them, you get results in an hour, some 10 days, two weeks. Uh, I don't want the one they stick clear up into your brain pan. Are they even doing that anymore? I don't know. That hurts. S- some places I've seen, are they? seen yeah. videos, yeah. yeah. Oh, ah, my brain pan. They legit doctors? They just people on the street got a stick. Uh, his garage looked really legit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. You here for uh, a filling, a dental filling, or the COVID test? Oh, COVID, okay. Come over here by <laughs> the toolkit. Hold kit. still. Hold still. This is going to hurt more than anything you've ever felt in your life. <laughs> You're going to feel a little pressure. That's my least favorite thing to hear at the doctor. 
Um, so we got the monkey story coming up. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, talking monkeys uh, soon, any day now. No, but they think they know what a monkey would sound like if it talked. Correct. And we're going to hear that. Yes. Which is valuable information in case a monkey ever sneaks up on you. <laughs> right. You hear a voice, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. I know buddy. what that is. That's you want to buy a banana? Yeah, and you get down in a crouch because you know you're about to turn around and face a, right, a monkey. You're going to have to fight a monkey. <laughs> And or an ape. I, I don't like your chances. I don't like your chances. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what was that? Uh, a 200 man, a two hundred pound man is about an even match for a 10 pound monkey? That's what they say. That's what they I'm say. S- I'm still doubtful. Yeah, my money's on a monkey. Yeah. Although you get him by his tail and you twirl him around. and just, Well, I won't finish that sentence, but uh, it's a chilling <laughs> thought, especially as we all know, uh, you know, talking monkey attacks are, are, are a step on the road to a planet of the apes. I mean, that's just indisputable. So, planet of, by, and for <laughs> the apes? That, that's right. Oh, man. So, uh, talking monkeys and artificial intelligence, uh, a bit of a scary development coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. It's not clear why CDC reverses guidance, whether it's a new clinical um, understanding that they have, or more likely, they're recognizing that they don't have enough testing to keep up with the epidemic and keep up with these case-based interventions and the tracking and tracing, and so they're trying to prioritize testing towards people who are symptomatic. Okay, that's Dr. Gottlieb. His guess as to why the FDA has reversed or the CDC has reversed course on uh, some testing. So he's exactly where we were. Yeah, guessing. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. How could we possibly not have enough tests at this point? Yeah, I know. I know. It's disappointing. So Princeton University studying macaque monkeys. Uh, they possess. Uh, they say the vocal anatomy to produce clearly intelligible human speech. But they lack the brain circuitry to do so, according to new research. Eh, just give them a podcast. As, oh. as smart as monkeys are, and as much as they share with us, they're just don't still not smart enough to talk. I I wish the scientists were here. I have a number of questions for them, including what about chimpanzees, which uh, you know are, are far smarter than the little macaques, I believe. Um, do they have that vocal structure? They pretty much just ooh ooh ee ee. Smarter than several people we've worked with through the years. Certainly, those people talk. Yeah. But at any rate, they have, um, uh, using the vocal anatomy of the monkeys, and this reminds me of when we, we learned what a Neanderthal would sound like. They've studied Neanderthal, uh, you know, s- s- skeletons and nasal passages and the rest of it. Do you have that handy, Michael? What do we think uh, Neanderthals would sound like? I'm, a ne- I'm heavily Neanderthal. I have a great deal of Neanderthal DNA in me. You can tell by my giant head. I do have it handy, and uh, as nothing's coming out of the computer. There it is. There it goes. Yeah, yeah kind of high-pitched. And... Well, this is what they, <laughs> if, if indeed uh, monkeys escaped from the zoos or came out of the jungles uh, and, and attempted to sell you a banana, this is what they sound like. Clip 60, please. What? It said, will you marry me? Um, will you marry me? 
if, if I say no, will you rip my face off? Sounds like a poltergeist. It, that was scary as can be. I'm terrified. What is the I'm monkey? Shaking. What is the monkey saying? Will you marry? Why me? is the monkey saying that? Love. It's, it's in love, you idiot. <laughs> you can't marry a monkey. <laughs> I mean, there have been great changes in our society in recent years on who can marry who, but you still can't marry a monkey. Well, maybe a monkey can marry a monkey. Maybe he's talking to a monkey. That's chilling. It's terrifying. Please stop playing that. It's freaking me out. Hey, buddy, you know where I can get a banana? (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Let me try this. That was art. I, I recreated a conversation between a monkey and a Neanderthal. Why? Maybe that's why my people died out, the Neanderthals, intermarrying with minkies. Why would the monkey be so whispery? It's kind of, it's throaty. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like you know, a rock and roll singer who just played a two-hour concert then smoked a bunch of cigarettes. I would guess unevolved vocal muscles, that that's just a very weak forcing through and, and it hasn't adapted to how much we talk. As, as humans. Sleep well tonight. My precious. Your precious. <laughs> uh, play it one more time, then stop. Play oh, what an odd thing to have the monkey say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's confusing me. I, Jack is hung up that? on the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> How about, uh, boy, these leaves and shoots are delicious, or something like that. Yesterday, a classic at my house as my <laughs> son, what was he going to eat? Oh, he, uh, he had me make him a peanut buttered banana sandwich. Uh, no, that was an pe- Elvis thing. Right? No, peanut butter and potato chip sandwich. Oh, yeah. Mm. Peanut butter and potato chip sandwich, which apparently he'd had and I'd never made. But anyway, he had it and he said, man, I love this. And his younger brother said, so why don't you marry it then? Yes. And, Good one. <laughs> classic. And Sam Zing. said, because it's food and I'm 10, which I thought was a pretty good response. <laughs> wow. I thought that was one. Of, I've heard is, responses for like fifty years yes. on that very topic, and I thought that was among the better I've heard. That was strong. <laughs> Give it my highest grade. So but I just saw that. How interesting is it? How long has that been around? Has that been around for thousands of years? That has been around my entire lifetime. Oh, sure. And of I course. think my dad oh, guaranteed, guaranteed. said that it was popular when he was a child. Yes. So it, it dates back to you know early last my, century. It might be ancient Rome. Right. Yeah, that line killed when I was in grade school, too. I mean, I was you wanted to slay the lunchroom. You drop a why don't you marry it then on somebody. Yeah. Heck yeah. There's milk coming out of everybody's noses. Then. Sure. Drop the milk, if you will. So DeepMind is a division of Alphabet, which is the company that owns the evil Google. I can only assume that everything Alphabet does is evil. Uh, they are uh, big into AI. Uh, Sean was uh, telling us they're they're the guys who who like designed the system that won at the complex game Go. Yeah, that's the the very same system we're talking here, and it it has escalated up games of complexity. It started with Go. It went to a game called StarCraft, uh, which is uh, yeah, it's it's the as it, it wasn't gets... that many years ago that a computer couldn't even beat a human being at chess. Right, right, which right. is a fairly simple game. And, and Go is you know as far beyond chess as chess is to checkers and StarCraft, and it just kind of escalates. So okay. at, at, when right. it defeats somebody, it steps up its stakes. Right. Well, uh, last week a technique popularized by DeepMind was adapted to control an autan- uh, autonomous F sixteen fighter plane in a Pentagon funded contest to show off the capabilities of AI systems in the final stage of the event. 
Um, a similar algorithm went head-to-head with a real F-16 pilot using a VR headset and simulator controls. They weren't actually up in the sky shooting at each other, obviously, but they were on simulators. The AI won 5 nothing. Yeah. Against the real pilot. Which means we're getting closer to the singularity when AI is smart enough to uh, program itself and teach itself, and then that's the end of mankind. So, Jack, much like a skilled lover, don't leap to doomsday too quickly. Let's work our way through the process. Uh, they they talk about, is the term machine learning? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah that you don't have to program the thing with everything it needs to know. You just let it watch for a little while and run through it, and it thinks, oh. You, you, oh. Give, you give it very basic, when this happens, this is good. When this happens, this is bad. And then it observes and just kind of adapts. Oh, wait, I did this, and the bad thing happened. I need to not do that again. And so, uh, you know, getting back to Jack's doomsday prediction, which is almost certainly accurate, uh, the the deep mind themselves understands, wow, we might be unleashing uh, the ability to commit horrors here, various governments, and they're very, uh, they try to be ethical about that. I think the genie's going to be out of the bottle. It's like atomic power. It's just. if oh, I want to talk about that more later because I'm fascinated by it. Okay, this yeah, there's a lot of info here. But if you're a hater of CNN, last night was one of the great moments in your life. As oh, yeah. I've uh, talked to a number of people about it. Rotten to their core. <laughs> they got their comeuppance. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Don't say a word. What I thought was a strange encounter quickly developed into a major news story complete with video footage. My life changed forever in that one moment. The full war machine of the mainstream media revved up into attack mode. They did so without researching the full video of the incident, without ever investigating Mr. Phillips' motives, or without ever asking me for my side of the story. As Nick Sandman, I'm going to assume you more or less know that story. He was the kid from Covington, Kentucky, that got absolutely vilified by CNN and the Washington Post, among others, and then sued... Uh, to the tune of $800 million. I don't know what they ended up settling for. Well, you had a lot of celebrities doxing him, outing him, giving his address, saying he ought to be punched in the face. I mean, it was so Well, he was was wearing a Trump hat, so that's fair game, even though he's a high school kid. Anyway, I know a lot of people took great glee in CNN having to air him talking about how he sued CNN and won because they were so completely freaking out of bounds in their coverage. And then last night, to show that they've not learned their lesson at all, one of their commentators, an analyst Joe Lockhart, who used to be Hillary Clinton's spokeshole, if you're old enough to remember when she had that, um, he tweeted out, I'm watching tonight because it's important, but I don't have to watch this snot-nosed, entitled kid from Kentucky. Oh, okay. You know, your network paid out perhaps millions of dollars to this kid because he was right and your network was wrong, but whatever. Yeah, nice job, Joe Lockhart. Well, he's exposed himself for what well, he is. But that's amazing. You felt the you couldn't just stay quiet about it. You still had to attack the the kid, the the young the child, for what being snot nosed and entitled for daring to defend himself. I don't know what that was, but uh, it's unbelievable. That was something. You know what we need to get to later? I have another CNN note, but okay. 
uh, just real quickly, uh, this was caught by Tristan Justice. Uh, CNN accidentally displayed an honest Chiron Monday afternoon. You know what the Chiron is? It's the print that appears on your TV screen. That's the name of the sh- machine that makes the, those those words. Uh, I thought there. that was the the horse, and then the the body is the chest of a man and the head of a man. Chiron? No, I I believe that's a uh, what do you? Oh, call that's it? a centaur. A centaur. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not to be uh, confused with a chimera. That's got like wings. No, that's just a, a, a half human, half beast. Beast, I think, in general. Anyway, there are many disgusting creatures flying about these days. But <laughs> to get back to the Chiron, um, they accidentally displayed an honest Chiron Monday afternoon. It was quickly taken down, though. It was only up for 15 seconds. It said, 8 p.m. curfew ordered after violent protests over police shooting of unarmed black man in Wisconsin. 8 p.m. curfew ordered after violent protests, etc., cetera, et cetera. Stayed up for 15 minutes, then it was quickly taken down and changed to 8 p.m. curfew ordered after protests over police shooting of unarmed black men. They removed the word violent from the Chiron because it was accidentally honest. That is how partisan, dishonest, and slanted CNN is. They're just shameless. I want to get to later. We'll have to get some of the audio for you. The, the videos are what's important, and we got to make sure we have those on our website when we when we finally get to talking about this. Have you seen that stuff happening in various places? It's happened around the country, but these particular videos were from um, D.C., I guess, going into a restaurant and making oh. very various people hanging out in the restaurant, white people submit in a, ver- in a variety of ways, either kneel down or put your fist in the air or or just say, I am, uh, I'm guilty of white privilege or a variety of things they make white people do, screaming at you, threatening you. It's, it's scary looking. Well, we'll talk about that coming up. If you if you haven't seen it or heard about it, oh my god, uh, it is it is really ugly, folks. Things have well, things have taken an ugly turn in Kenosha. A number of people said, "No, we're going to defend our uh, our businesses, our property," and brought guns. And uh, several people shot overnight. A couple of people dead. Uh, a couple gravely wounded. Uh, it's going well. It's going exactly where we told you it was going to go. So, what day is today? Today's Wednesday. Yes. Elon Musk on Friday is going to reveal the Neuralink, which he says is a way that your brain attaches to the computer, or you can you can run the computer with your mind, he claims. Wow. And, uh, you know, Elon uh, sometimes uh, over-promises. Got a bit of the showman in him. Absolutely, as any uh, good salesperson does. So uh, how, how good this will be, I don't know, but that would be... A leap forward, still well short of the artificial intelligence stuff we were talking about earlier. Yeah, this uh, fighter plane thing and and, uh, artificial intelligence pilot won five out of five against a real Top Gun uh, American fighter pilot in F-16s. And uh, the the concerns, the the controversy over AI in military gear is, to me, um, the conclusion of it is as obvious as... What we've been talking about with if you permit rioting and assaults and businesses to be burned down and don't protect them, people are going to do it for themselves. Well, the AI stuff in the military is every bit as obvious and and a little bit chilling. Not going to lie to you. We'll have that for you in a second. Prepare to be chilled. But first, a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe, which is just a great home security system. Arsenal of sensors and blankets uh, and cameras, rather, to blanket every room. There are no blankets involved in this. It's a metaphor. Uh, the windows and doors, no problem. Professional monitoring, day and night, ready to send police, fire, medical professionals if you need them. So it's the good, solid security system. 
but it's much less expensive and much less complicated. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways that Simply Safe is different from other home security systems. For one, it's labeled the best by U.S. News and World Report, best overall home security of 2020 in the craziest year ever. It's worth knowing uh, which of these home security systems is the best. But it's about $15 a month, way cheaper than other uh, systems. You set it up yourself in under an hour so nobody's coming to your home. Um, and it's simple enough you can actually use it, which is huge, and you're not locked into a multi-year contract. Yep, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Free shipping, 60-day risk-free trial. You don't like it, you send it back. These are honest folks. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Now Joe is going to chill us like wine coolers. This time of year, it'll probably be uh, appreciated. So, this artificial intelligence, deep mind, is one of the I call it AI. Yeah, okay. AI is uh, is is big and getting bigger. It's moving fast and accelerating. It's and so fascinating. I've read several books about it. Life 3.0 or 2.0, whichever one that is, that book is fantastic. And features Elon Musk, by the way. So, AI is being tested by our Defense Department, DARPA and, and others, presumably. I'm sure China's into this. Uh, showing the potential for AI to take on mission-critical military tasks once exclusively done by humans. And as we were discussing before, it'd be impossible to write a program uh, for a fighter jet to be successful in a dogfight, but it can acquire such abilities through machine learning. Trial and error, you give it basic parameters of what you want to accomplish, and it learns how to do it, uh, which is both wonderful and terrifying. Um, But they talk about how, well, it's so precious, it's so naive. Some of these scientists are saying, we just want to make sure that our technology isn't used to kill people. You know, we've designed a device that can hurl a rock a long way, but this is just for amusement purposes. Please don't hurl it into any castles, they're saying. (laughs) Uh, Max Tegmark, who's a professor at MIT, says the technology is developing much faster than the military political discussion is going on. Uh, It may prove challenging for AI researchers to balance the principles of open scientific research and potential military uses of their ideas and code. Yeah, I'd say it's going to be difficult. Um, uh, U.S. military leaders say this will be the end of mankind, but go on. Yeah, uh, essentially, you will send up a fleet of fighters without pilots in them, the best, most effective AI uh, fighter jets in the world and shoot down everybody else's planes. Now. They they're making great pains in this article uh, from Wired dot com that you know the military is saying listen we don't uh, give machines the power to decide life and death matters it's always overseen by a human maybe they're working a joystick back in uh, you know Los Alamos or whatever but is that a euphemism um no no indeed a real one um but they uh, it's clear though that look if they send up a swarm of robot fighters we'll send up the same. See who's got the better robot fighters and see who ends, owns the sky and who doesn't. One wonders, writes Ryan Kahlo, a professor at the University of Washington, one wonders if the vision of a rapid, overwhelming, swarm-like robotics technology is really consistent with a human being in the loop. There's a tension between meaningful human control and some of the advantages that AI confer in military conflicts. Whatever is most effective will be used. It will be used as quickly as it can be developed by whoever has a, uh, a purpose and the will to use it. It's just the truth of all weapon systems. Nuclear bombs, the one exception because they're so horrific, people have decided, nah, we just won't. But a bunch of robot soldiers or fighter planes or one of the most terrifying yet fascinating ideas I've heard is these swarms of teeny tiny 
practically microscopic insect-sized fighters, swarms that go forth into a battlefield, fly into people's lungs and kill them. Or put them to sleep or whatever. You, you won't see them coming. You might hear a little buzzing in the distance. But all of a sudden, you're engulfed by a swarm of nanomachines conformed, uh, controlled by AI. Good morning. So some of your uh, brilliant people think artificial intelligence will reach the point that it can teach itself, like in a couple of decades. Some people think it's impossible. And then some people are kind of in between somewhere. But when that moment happens... Everything will change. That's the singularity. Yeah, and everything will change. When machines can teach themselves to learn and teach each other to learn. And build each other. Right. It introduces a scale that we as humans could never reach. No, right? That, like, that right. Once they can teach themselves, they can teach themselves in an afternoon what it took us 10,000 years well, yeah, in, as in, a species to learn. In theory, the computer can know everything there is to know almost immediately. Right. Well, one of the unfortunate aspects of dumb people trying to sound smart is they overuse terms till they don't have any meaning anymore. And the term exponential growth has been beaten to death lately. If you have 100 people on a college campus with the vid, the next week you have 135, all the newscasters will say there's been exponential growth in infections. When it actually means, you know, squared. Or, you know, to the power of three or seven or whatever. It's 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 explosive growth. And, yeah, you could have explosive growth of AI and machines doing what they want or what they think they ought to be doing. One of those books I read that I thought was so interesting. I, I think, you know, the AI will be used to kill us all and everything like that. But uh, there was a chapter on, on, on the, the entertainment aspect, for instance. AI could take in every bit of successful TV, movies, books that have ever been done in an in instant, figure out you know, what is the most appealing by looking at all the reviews of all these sorts of things Mm -hmm. and then create stuff that matches that. Yeah. It should be able to crank out endless, fascinating television shows or books or whatever. I guess, although... Because it's completely figured out the formula in ways that we don't even understand. That's that's to assume that entertainment is solvable like an equation. But why wouldn't it be? If you took in every bit of literature that's ever been done... And can assess, you know, why it's liked. Because it including, was including, since there are a limited number of plots. I've actually read the books. Oh about, yeah, 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 yeah. There's like 22. Boy meets roughly, girl. If you're if you're really gonna man robs bank, slice it thin. But yeah, there are a limited number of plots. They will also figure out. All right, what makes this plot repeatable? How unique does it have to be? So, well, yeah, I I appreciate your your artsy protest there, Sean. Well, oh, I, I hope you're well, right. Things then. were the same reason why things don't necessarily age well. Like a, you know, Citizen Kane, or, or that's probably a bad example. But things are are popular because they resonate in the moment in which they are. Released. They would figure that out. Would they though? I don't know if the machine would have the context of the lived experience of 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 that to to translate into I think art it, I that think it probably be the opposite. I think it would figure out exactly what the zeitgeist is currently, what people are into and 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 pump out the greatest of that immediately. And then it would kill you for your whining. <laughs> <laughs> so, something to look forward to. Oh boy. Oh boy is right. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a, I'm a curious guy. I love to learn and I got to believe as the machines swarmed over the landscape eating people alive, I would be thinking, "Oh, this is what ends it." 
How interesting. <laughs> and in the midst of all this... And then a machine would chew me up. And then in the midst of all this just amazing technology breakthrough that nobody has ever even dreamed of, blah, 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 we're killing each other in the streets over the fact that somebody's skin is different color than somebody else's skin. Exactly. So how does that all mash up together? Yeah. Uh, that, that's confusing to yep. me. Um, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So this message of, of, of an optimistic view of America and uh, an admiring attitude toward the country uh, has been very important to Republicans in the past. I remember going back as far as 1988 uh, when the Democrats uh, didn't seem to have a kind of a sour view of the state of America and an optimistic message in the campaign and about the American flag and all the rest of it became part of the Republican campaign, which ended up being a successful campaign. Democrats have to be careful not to appear to be, in any sense, anti-American. I think that's a good point, and it's one echoed in a couple of columns I've been reading about the um, the RNC convention so far and its, its accent on positivity. Um, Great uh, piece here about Maximo Alvarez, the Cuban-American whose, whose speech was so stirring the other night. But uh, this columnist also points out that, and we're going to be talking about this a little bit more, the violence in Kenosha and all over the country, but it was not even six years ago that Barack Obama said, I have no sympathy at all for the rioters in Ferguson, Missouri, and sent 1,500 National Guard troops into the state to enforce a curfew. Barack Obama. Obama! I have That's right. I have no sympathy at all for rioters and looters. And he points out, now it seems the Democrats are too beholden to their activist base to give, base to give voice to such common sense opinions. Reporters abetting them, um, as uh, CNN removed the word violent from a Chiron yesterday after 15 seconds. And the narrative that any violence is a reaction to law enforcement being there is getting harder to maintain as the destruction continues. And we've seen the opinion polls start to swing away from the demonstrators and in favor of of law and order returning. Well, we're based on the West Coast, and it's pretty obvious to me that the news on this, unlike usual it's because the events work this way is moving from west to east mm-hmm. where the whole country gets fed news out of dc and new york all the time but the whole antifa thing started on the west coast we you know we got to see it four years ago when trump supporters got beat down in the street in san jose california and nobody did anything about it and the media didn't catch on to it on the east coast so or chose to ignore it. it. It took a while for East Coast media to catch on to the fact that Antifa existed, then to catch on to slightly whatever they are. They're also behind on this next development where you've got mayors, governors, whatever, on the West Coast, Oregon, Washington, starting to say, yeah, this can't continue. Right. I mean, and I don't think that's gotten to the East Coast yet, where I was watching Morning Joe this morning, and they only presented, they, they didn't even, they didn't even, like, give a a, a a nod of the head to the fact that, you know, burning down businesses and attacking cops isn't cool. They just, you know, kind of another police shooting, questionable motives, riot uh, protesters, you know, they're behind the curve on this. Yeah. I think it's catching up, moving from West Coast to East Coast, and politicians then are going to be the last to finally start saying, 
uh, maybe at the highest level with Biden and Kamala Harris, that this isn't cool. Basically yeah. saying what Barack Obama said. Exactly. And we'll bring you some of the developments from Kenosha. Really troubling stuff. Uh, people are now being bringing guns, uh, protecting their property, uh, shooting each other, etc. Uh, the radicals have hit Kenosha. It was just locals. Now it's from all over the country. Marxists, radicals are coming in to exploit the, the violence. Quick change of topic, though, um, and we will talk about that next hour. If you don't get the next hour, get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. But I learned a, a couple of terms last night. My wife and I were talking to our daughter, who's uh, in her final semester of undergrad at college, and she's starting a new semester. She has one fabulous class that they're meeting in person for now with a great professor. It's so cool. It's what college ought to be. But she said she was complaining about another one. She said, and it's an asynchronous class. I said, uh, what does that mean? It's a college class for which we're paying full tuition now, and they raised tuition this year, which takes real balls. It There's never any all-at-the-same-time lecture or discussion or anything. It's just posted online. The list of what you're supposed to do is there. You do the work. You tune it in. You turn it in, et cetera. It's the future of much yeah. college education. Why do you need to pay a lot for that, though? Uh, yeah, I'll subscribe for nineteen ninety nine a month for that. Sure, exactly. Yeah, or maybe free. How do you feel about the price of a car maybe, instead for a semester? Maybe even free. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This ain't gonna last, folks. No it way. Shouldn't. Strong and Getty.